0: Hello everybody and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. I'm Alex Kruse. And today we are off to the garden for a cute, uh, seasonally appropriate, roll and write game titled Three Sisters. Uh, Three Sisters is a game that came out in 2022, fresh off the printing presses, uh, it is a game de- <laughs> designed by Ben Pinchback and Matt Riddle, plays one to four players, uh, art by Marlee Barenz and Beth Sobel. Oh, Beth Sobel, I didn't realize Beth Sobel was what uh, the artist until just now. Uh, Beth has done a lot of work in board gaming, uh, great artist, and uh, published by Motor City Gameworks. <clears throat> uh, this game plays in about 30 to 60 minutes and is what the BGG says, I'd say that's about right. It's it's. Uh, uh, we played a two-player compliment and that seems right on the money. Um, age 14 plus, community says 14 plus weight 2.76 out of 5, uh, yeah all of those seems pretty pretty right on the money from my impressions of the game itself um, this is a game, uh, I, as I mentioned, this is a roll and write, you're going to be rolling these very uh, delicious looking <laughs> pumpkin dice they are this, the digital version is a little different, the physical version has these pumpkin dice that are, I don't know, they look like butterscotch candies almost, they have a really cool uh, oh, yeah. Orangey, reflective, um, you know, multicolor. In them yeah, <laughs> yeah, tones. Yeah, tones of like yellows and oranges. Um, <clears throat> and uh, instead of a one, there is a pumpkin engraved on each of the dice which is pretty sweet so you're going to be rolling these dice you're going to be choosing actions to do uh in your garden or your whole plot basically you have a garden and a shed um, and there are some really interesting strategy options in this and some fun ways to approach it Uh, so let's talk about how we play it and then we can get into our thoughts of the game itself all right
1: now there's a lot in this game uh i hope i find (laughs) the sweet spot of between too much information and too little information is basically (laughs) all right right. so uh what's going to happen is there's a a board that kind of keeps tracks of the actions and a couple of other little bits of things that might happen during the game uh each player is going to get two sheets of paper not one but two sheets of paper to cross things off on and obviously something to write with because it's a roll and write and it's very much uh, writing, you are going to be crossing off a lot of boxes uh, in this game. But essentially, on a t- there are going to be a total of eight rounds in the game, uh, so you have eight rounds to harvest as much as you possibly can, uh, and after those eight rounds, whoever has the most points wins, um, and you earn points in so many different ways. Uh, at the start, basically every turn is broken up into what they call uh, 3 phases or whatever the heck you want to call it. The first phase is the planning phase. During the planning phase, you will take the dice. Uh, the number of dice is dependent on the number of players. It's always uh, I believe one more than the number of players. Do we have four? No, it's it's two more than the number of players. Yes, that's right. So if you're playing a two-person game like we did, you'll have four dice. Uh, if you're playing a four-person game, you'll have six dice in there. You're going to take all those dice, you will roll them, uh, and then on the game game board, there is a little rondel. and if you're not used to a rondel, it's just basically a circular way of organizing actions or whatever, what may have you. The uh, the in the beginning of the game, there is a little marker to indicate where you would start at. I believe the marker is card called Farmer Edith. Uh, you will place all of the lowest valued dice. So if the lowest value was a one and you had three ones, you would place all of those ones on where Farmer Edith is. And then the next highest die or dice would go on to the next action, uh, going clockwise. And then any more dice, you would continue going clockwise, placing them out there. So it's possible you might have all Uh, All the dice on individual actions, or it's possible, although pretty rare, that all of the dice would be on the same exact one. It's never happened yet, uh, but it is technically possible that all of them will end on the same one. Uh, But that is the planning phase. After that, then the start player. The start player is indicated by whoever is holding this uh, uh, wooden pumpkin figurine. That will rotate as uh, the game goes around, Uh, but they will choose one of the dice to do on their turn. Um, the die, it's essentially they're choosing two things. The die itself has a number on it that will tell them where they can either plant or water in the garden, which is on one of their sheets of paper, plus a little bit extra. Uh, and then the Thing that is printed on the board will tell them what else they can do, which usually has something to do with all the rest of the space on all of their uh, uh, papers that they can write on. Uh, but basically, the two things are, it's in the, in the, as what they call it, the gardening phase. And in the gardening phase, and if you can't hear my finger quotes that I'm doing right now, they're, they're, <laughs> they're very heavy, uh, there are two <laughs> actions you can take, which are the gardening action and the rondelle action. Now, that might be a bit confusing that it's called the gardening phase, and one of the things is the gardening Action. It, just know that there are two things you can do during this phase, which is gardening and the rondelle action, and the rondelle action might also be gardening, so it's a little bit interloopy. but I think you guys can figure it out. Uh, I I will deal with the gardening phase first, even though technically you can do either action, whichever one you want to do first, you could start with your rondelle action, and then do the gardening action, or the gardening action and then the rondelle action. It's your choice, and whenever you get any sort of actions during this game, and you will get lots of bonus actions, uh, you can do them in any order that you see fit. But again, I will start with a gardening action. The gardening action is based off of the number on the die. So let's say, for example, you chose a die with a number three on it. That means in your garden, the garden is split up into six sections. Huh? Funny, a die has six faces. <laughs> in the in the gardening section three, you will be able to either. Plant stuff or water everything in that section. Um, Technically, you also have uh, compost. Everyone starts with one compost. You can spend compost to change the value of that die if you want to. So if you're just like, "Mm, I really wanted to plant in four or water in four, you can spend uh, a compost to shift it up or down and this is one of those cyclical things where if it was one you could shift it down to a six or if you were at six you could shift it up to a one and you can spend as much compost as you need so you could with a three spend three compost and get to six if you needed to Uh, but basically your choices are either to plant two things or water everything that's in there. Now in every single one of these sections, there are basically three things a la The Three Sisters, which are corn, beans, and pumpkins, or technically squash, uh, but they tend to show pumpkins in this, and they're very pumpkin heavy. So I'm just probably gonna say pumpkins a lot, uh, or pumpkins maybe if you prefer. Each section has a varying amount of each, Uh, so it's usually somewhere between uh, three to five stacks of corn that you can be planted uh, and the same amount of corn beans for every corn that's in there. Uh, and then there's a varying amount of pumpkins depending on where it's located because the pumpkins are on the outer edge. Uh, the corn is in the center-ish of the entirety of the garden and the bean will grow. beans will grow onto the corn stacks. Uh, so basically when you first start planting, you can either plant corn or pumpkins. You cannot plant beans because you can only plant beans once your corn has started to grow a bit because uh, in if you look at it on the piece of paper, the beans are like offset up one, so you can't start planting beans until your corn has grown at least uh, twice or planted once and then grown once, I guess this would be the better way of doing it. Uh, when you plant, you can plant two things, and you always plant from the bottom. You can't plant on top of something you don't you don't plant corn on corn that's growing that just doesn't work so uh, basically <laughs> you can start one of these uh, vertical lines basically uh, the pumpkins will vary in height uh, they will either be a single uh, a single thing to fill in or it could go up to four things that you need to grow that high uh, the corn is always four high and the beans are always two high uh, but basically, you can start them anywhere. Uh, and again, you can pick any two things. So you could say, for example, if it was in three, there are two pumpkins in there that you could start if you wanted to. And you could do that. Or you could do a corn and a pumpkin. Uh, but basically, you always pick two things. Uh, or, as I mentioned, you can water everything. Now, if you don't have anything in there, you're probably going to plant. But if you've already planted things in there, you could decide to water everything in there. Which means everything that you've already planted in there will grow By one. So you'll add an extra X or cross out or however you're marking these things, one additional one for all of them. Uh, And that is the gardening action. Uh, There's a bunch of other bonus stuff that I'm probably going to try and get to the bonus stuff last. That's a bunch of extra stuff. But the other thing that you can do uh, is your rondelle action. And remember, you can do these in either order, either the gardening or the rondelle. But the rondelle action is based on what's printed on the board, where that die was located. Uh, The rondelle board basically has, let me count them out, one, two, three, four, five unique things. There are a few repeats. Uh, The ones are basically apiary or fruit, plant or water, shed time, uh, one compost and four goods, and farmer's market. And there is repeats for the apiary fruit and the shed time. Uh, Basically, each of these allow you to do mostly stuff everywhere else on all of your sheets that you have. So the apiary or fruit, uh, on the second sheet that you have, there's an apiary uh, there, so you can start building up and making a better apiary, uh, and there are little bonus things that may happen, or you might score points as you start filling them out. Uh, It is a single track that works upwards, and then after about five boxes, it splits into three tracks that you can choose to go on any at any point in time. You're not stuck on any one track, uh, but they score you either a lot of points, or points and goods, or uh, additional plans. Planting and watering bonuses, things like that. Uh, The fruit is basically, there are four different types of fruits. Apples, peaches, blackberries, and raspberries. Uh, The apples tend to score you points if you go deep enough. Uh, The peaches will usually get you bonus watering actions uh, if you can... Uh, it's every other one that will do it. Uh, the blackberries just basically score you two points every time you get blackberries, and the raspberries will score you three, po- three goods, and I'll get into what goods do in a bit, uh, every time you do it, plus maybe some points every now and then spread out through there. Uh, the shed time, you have a little shed across from your apiarian fruit thing, which has a bunch of tools and things that you can do. This basically allows you to either break the rules during the game or allows you to score Extra bonus points uh, at the end of the game there are things in there and there's a lot of things in there so I'm not gonna go over every single one of them but there are things like a pie safe which will uh, every time you Harvest apples or peaches, you will get an extra good or a shovel, which will allow you to spend three compost for a point at the end of the game, or possibly a uh, seed spreader, which when planting crops, you'd get to plant three crops every time rather than the usual two, or the new tractor, which does nothing for you, funny enough, but it does score you 18 points at the end of the game. So it's a basically a broken new tractor or a tractor you don't want to (laughs) use because it looks so pretty. I'm not really sure which one it is. Uh, <laughs> just a
0: status symbol in the gardening community. <laughs> it's a status
1: symbol. Uh, but there are tons of these things, and it's basically varying of, do I want to score more points at the end of the game? Do I want to make it so that I can get more stuff during the game? Do I want to get bonus things off of things that I get to do? Uh, that is the shed time. Uh, I mentioned one of the Rondell actions is one compost and four goods, so it's basically just getting a compost and for additional goods uh, and since I'm I'm there let's talk about that goods you have a little goods track uh, which is as I see printed on here goes all the way up to 120 uh, basically you're just gonna be collecting goods uh, and you get goods in so many different ways if you finish a pumpkin stack so basically if you harvest any pumpkins at any point in time you get a bunch of goods as I mentioned the raspberries all always give you three goods uh, the apiary can give you goods depending on what track you go down uh, depending on what shed things you have you might get extra goods for things there are also 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 perennials, which I haven't mentioned yet, and those can also get you. There's so many ways to get goods, Um, but basically uh, they you never you never get rid of them. It's just there are certain checks that happen later on uh, that may get you stuff. Also uh, on the thing, you'll notice that every uh, fifth one, every it's divided into five, so every on five, ten, fifteen, twenty. Instead of a square, it is a star, and stars on this mean bonus actions. So if any at any point in time you get a Uh, amount of goods that is divisible by five, uh, you will then earn yourself a bonus action. Uh, And again, I will get into bonus actions the absolute lad. This is not the last thing I'm going to do, but you earn bonus actions and bonus actions happen so many times. But let's get back to that Ron board Del- Del- before I go crazy. Uh, I mentioned <laughs> all of those. The Another thing that you can do is the farmer's market. Uh, the farmer's market, uh, there's a little thing that tells you what you get depending uh, on how many goods you have, which I just mentioned. So if, if at the time you do a farmer's market, you have, say, 20 goods, you'll look at the little thing that tells you what you get for how many goods you have. Uh, and for, say, for 20 goods, you would get to cross off a perennial uh, and then you'd get to do a fruit action, a fruit action of your choice. So, again, apples, peaches, blackberries, and raspberries. So, you're getting a bunch of bonus stuff just for having that. Uh, and then the last rondelle action is plant or water, which technically I've already covered. It's essentially just doing a planting and watering again. Uh, so, you get to do a more stuff in your garden you get to choose whether to plant or water and it is again based off of what that die is so it's essentially doubled in that die area uh, but those are all the rondelle actions uh, and then the last part as i mentioned way back if you can remember it again it was the planning phase the gardening phase and the last one is the event phase uh, there's a little round track on the player board uh or the game board i guess would would be uh There's a bonus event that will happen at the end of every single round. It changes. Uh, At the end of round one, everyone gets a shed action. Two, it will rain. Rain means everywhere in your entire garden uh, that you've planted something, it will grow by one. Uh, In round three, there's an extra farmer's market. Uh, Four is another rain. Five is farmer's market. Six is another shed action. Seven is another farmer's market. And the last round, eight, is a final rain action. So you're going to have a lot of things where you can grow bonus things. So you kind of want to get things planted really quickly early on, and hopefully you can take the benefits of either the rains or extra waterings that you might earn during the game. Uh... There are a few other things that I need to mention. One is that if you look in your garden, there are little uh, flowers in between each of the pumpkins. Uh, If you ever complete two adjacent pumpkins to, uh, to each other, it will have a little perennial, a little flower thingy that you can cross off. And then you get to do a perennial action, which is on the lower part of the garden. It does not count as part of the garden because it's technically part of your additional actions or bonus actions if you wish uh you get to cross off there are six different types of flowers there are tulips hydrangea iris hysanthia or hysanth i'm, I'm not really i've always <laughs> pronounced Hyacinth? that one wrong uh, <laughs> Hyacinth. i, I want to say hysanthia i don't know why uh, <laughs> crocus and daffodil uh each of them gets you possibly different bonus things different additional um uh, goods and things like that maybe more compost uh, Doing other things, but basically you will work up those tracks each of those tracks is six high if you can reach the end of the tracks uh, They will score you uh, some bucco points usually uh, depending on which track it is they all vary but again, if you get finished two pumpkins that are adjacent, you get to do additional one of those. So that's one additional thing there. And then the last thing, as I said, I would get to the bonus action. So again, you can score bonus actions in so many different ways, usually uh, off of the goods track. But whenever you earn a bonus action, you may spend it at any time during your turn in between doing other things if you want uh, to basically... Add another perennial, another apiary, another fruit, another shed, uh, any of those things. You can't work in the garden for your bonus action, but you can do any. You can cross off one additional thing anywhere there that you want to, Uh, and it's possible those things would score you additional goods, which might score you additional bonus actions, which might additionally do other things, depending on what things you have in the shed or what things you have somewhere else. So this is a game of very much trying to keep track of all the things that you can do. Uh, oh, I did this pumption, which got me a perennial, which got me more goods, which got me a bonus action, which got me another fruit, which got me a bonus action, which got me... You know, It's so many things that you have to keep track of. Uh, but that essentially is the game. After those eight rounds, again, whoever has the most points... Points, uh, and a points are scored within the garden, the perennials, the apiary, the fruit, and the shed. Uh, all of the total points that you have there, whoever has the most, wins the game. There you go. Oh boy, I just looked at the time. and <laughs> That took a little while, but I feel like I got everything, but I didn't go yeah. too overboard. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, what you're definitely hearing here is there's a lot going on in this game. And I think what this game does well um, is like combos. You're looking for chaining combos. And it kind of reminds me of that so clever and that, you know, as you get farther along, you're going to be chaining more and more and more. And part of the cool strategy of this is that you just start chaining more stuff and then more opportunities arise and you add more stuff in. And so there is a lot to this game. I'd say this is one of the more complex roll and rights that I've ever played. Um, it's still a roll and write, so it's not like a super dense game, but there's definitely a uh, on your turn, you know, <laughs> like Alex was saying, you're going to be kind of like, okay, I got to do this. Oh, which fires off that. Okay, so that fires off that. Okay, wait, how many actions do I have? All right, I got to mark this down. <laughs> um, it, it gets, it, there's a lot of sequences that are firing off to, as you get later and later in the game, which is what's great about this game. It does it really, really well, um, but uh, it definitely has that, uh, you know, that that growing complexity as you as you get farther along but yeah this game is awesome three sisters is a really really great game it's um it's it's i like the theme the theme is right on the money i love the the way there's a there's way more strategy than it might look like at first blush and i think for sure you need uh, a couple playthroughs of this to really get a hand on it like i played it we only played it once That was my first time playing it i really enjoyed it but right after that i was like oh man i know what i would do different or i know what strategy i would like to try um the shed is so cool the there's what the shed is basically is basically you can choose different side strategies or even like some of your main strategies in the shed and then you know you're going towards those but it also offers a ton of just straight up points or um Different options to choose early so you can build towards, or options to choose late because you just a- happen to be choosing those fruits or the apiary or whatever. Um, and The shed edition is really, really interesting, and I and I liked it. I like it a lot. It's hard to choose what to choose in the shed because yeah. you're not going to get everything, and you have to be very specific and, and kind of know. Okay, well, I'm not going to have time for that, or do I get the tractor? <laughs> it's such a point swing, but it takes like <laughs> six shed option. Uh, selections (laughs) to get it but it's 18 points and that you know 18 points is a big swing i think when we played um it was was like it was like 18 or 20 point difference between us and so not that i could have gotten the tractor but let's say i did i mean that would have brought me pretty close um into contention there so it it, 18 points is pretty big swing so yeah this is a this is a really really cool well-designed game and especially as we play it are playing it as we get into fall it's a very appropriate it just seems like right on the money um yeah i love this a lot so what was what's your experience playing the game it, is it mainly you and liz have played this or have you played it with more than two people
1: i have yet to play it with more than two people just because it's kind of heavy i haven't found the time yeah I've brought it out a few times, and people have looked at it and going, ooh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to get it, but it is not one of those, hey, we're kind of hanging out casually type of games, so it's not one of those where I'm like, after we do have a round of trivia, uh, going out and doing bar trivia, it's not one of those games you play after that, because people are a bit, a little bit too inebriated, and they're kind right. <laughs> of trying to relax at that point in time, so it's a little bit harder to get onto the table, uh, but yeah. I, I'm sure I'm going to get it, I'm bringing it with me tonight, uh, hopefully maybe I can get to, to that game, but... Uh, yeah, it's it's really good. I've played it a few times with my wife. She's really. I actually got this for her birthday, um, and she she she's the one who uh, caught me onto it. Uh, it's really cool. Uh, it's by the the same people who did the uh, Fleet the Dice game. So if you've ever uh, seen Fleet the Dice game out there, it's by the same people who did that. I haven't played that one, uh, but I have played Fleet, and I really do enjoy Fleet. And I was it was at a time where I'm like I can't be getting more games and when fleet the dice Game came out I'm like I can't I'd, I'd love to do it but I just can't right now uh so right. this I think might be a decent enough replacement uh, I also need to say I need to mention there's something else I forgot in the rules uh everyone will grab a die during their turn and then after everyone has grabbed a die uh Everyone gets to do whatever the lowest die remaining on the board is. Uh, so you, technically, you get to do uh, two things every turn. Uh, and by two things, I mean two dice and two bone. You also get to do the board action of wherever the dice is as well. So they, you get to do a lot of stuff. It's just trying to figure out what stuff you want to do. and. Figuring out what you want to do is the really cool part of this game. You're, there's a lot of things of like, well, depending on what dice is left on the board for my second action, do I want to do this in the shed? Because if I do this in the shed, then I get an extra shed action, and then I could probably really get that, and then I have to do that. But if this one's left, then I would need some compost in order to change the value of the dice so I can do this thing in the garden. It's it's really interesting. There's a lot of stuff going on, and you're trying to figure out early on, like in those first few rounds, what do I want to put in the the shed, or what do I want to like focus on in the garden, so that I can really like make it build up by the end of the game. Um this last game I was playing, I was very much focused on getting the right things in the garden. I was using, I, in the first few games, I've rarely used compost, but in this one, I'm just like, no, I need compost in three, because if I'm going to have that rain at the end of the game, and I'm going to water, I'm going to need those corn to be up here, because I really want these beans to grow, because I put a lot of effort into, uh, in my shed to score extra points for beans, so I need to do it like you're trying to get everything just lined up, and sometimes the other persons will take numbers that you were hoping that would get left by the end of the round, there's a lot of stuff you're trying to keep track of not just what bonus actions you have you're also trying to be like what is going to be left for me by the time it comes around to my turn and so it's very cool and interesting and there's lots going on but you, ne- I, don't, I don't think I ever feel like my brain is being like crushed or like I don't at the end of the game I don't feel like oh god I'm just exhausted it's more of a wow that was intense and I really liked it and I, it's a very Uh, interesting place to have this game sit at, which I like.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I feel the same way. It's definitely not a game for, like, (laughs) after an evening of being at the bar, for sure. But it... um, Because... the you mentioned the dice and how like everyone chooses a die die or dice or basically an action of the dice. It's I really love that. So everyone's turn is a little different. You're gonna choose based on what strategy you're pursuing, uh, what the best option is of a way that uh, for the way the dice fell, but that does lend itself to you know you're really kind of focusing on your turn and you and it, you know the turns are a little longer than maybe other roll and rights where everyone's kind of doing the same thing. Um, But it is so satisfying like I've not played one quite like this and just you can tell how well well thought out this game is because all of the interplay of every single area of the board your garden your perennial garden your fruit area your fruit patches and the apiary all of that bounces around really well so the design just feels really really tight. And, um, I just, yeah, I really, really enjoyed this game. I think my wife would like this one too. I'm, I'm trying to find it, but I can't, it seems to be out of print right now or out of, uh, stock. It it took me a little while to get it. It was a Kickstarter and I think it just like came out to everybody.
1: Uh, I think when she, when my wife noticed it, it was it was everywhere for a little while and then when I was like a couple of months later being like oh I'll get that for a birthday I had to call around to find out where it would where it was <laughs> eventually I did find a store that had it I have seen it around here and there uh, I'm sure there's gonna be a second printing at some point in time uh, so if you don't see it now you'll probably see it eventually it, it's a very decent game uh, so I think that's just the the first run has slowly started to uh, sap out of stores so the, the j- just wait a while it's it'll it'll show up again.
0: Yeah. No, they had. Excuse me. They had a good Kickstarter performance um, for the game, so I'm I'm sure they. Uh yeah I'm sure they'll do another printing as well it's this is a great game Um, all right well let's see who is who is this for and how do we take it out let's go to taking it out first and uh, then we'll break down who it's for and who it's not for so as you might expect for a roll and write this is going to be a pretty (laughs) excuse me pretty straightforward setup uh, except this time instead of one tear off sheet you have two tear off sheets Uh, this is there's so much going on in this game that they need two, and rightly so Um, So in one tear-off sheet is going to be your main garden layout. And below that is a little flower garden of perennials. uh, But that is your main activity where you're going to be kind of growing your garden. And then the other sheet is where you have your shed, your fruit patch, and the apiary. Also, you're going to be keeping track of your goods there. And at the end game, there's a little scoring section for you to follow there. Uh, Oh, and of course, can't forget your compost pile. Um, So all of your supplementary support stuff for your garden is in there, plus your fruit and apiary. Um, so yeah, there's just a lot, (laughs) two full sheets to check off here. So those are going to be in front of you, of course, with your pencil or pen. And then in the middle of the table is going to be, uh, what, what is that called? A little action board, I guess, or the round tracker as well. Um, I believe they call it just the game board. (laughs) (laughs) Just a nondescript, nonspecific game board. (laughs) But basically this is where, um, you're going to have your, also their dice are going to be rolled and then placed on this board each round and they're going to be placed in um depending on how they come up and then of course the farmer is going to determine where the dice are placed first um and that's going to change around but basically all the activity uh for everybody is going to be in this middle game board and then there's going to be a round tracker there too which tells you what round it is but also what happens at the end of that round and there's going to be big things that happen like a shed action or most importantly rain probably is a big big one that happens um and then there's a couple reference things on there as well for, I think, uh, good, uh, what is it, um, selling goods, or no, what's it called? The uh, farmer's market, the farmer's market action reference there for what happens in that. Um, uh, but that is pretty small, and that easily fits in the middle of the table or on the side, as long as everyone can kind of see what's going on and uh, um, sort of understands it. And there's not, the iconography here is pretty good, and so, especially if, like, you're playing with a pizza in the middle of the table, as long as everyone can see this... Um, it's very easy to read from a little bit away and also the actions are not you know someone could kind of be in control of this and be like all right the actions uh you know shed time blah 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 and i think everyone can kind of they don't need to be right next to it to see this so i think this does pass the pizza test <laughs> and that's pretty much it um there is a pumpkin round or a first player marker you could pass around but um, obviously, that's, manda- or, <laughs> that's mandatory, that's optional, <laughs> you must use it, uh, <laughs> that's optional, but that is pretty much it. So, of course, as most roll and writes, this one fits the table pretty easily and can be shifted and moved um, to fit around in, you know, food or drinks or whatever you're doing. Um, the vibe of the game, uh, kind of like we mentioned before, this is a more complex roll and write there's really great ups and downs and there's there it allows for table talk but but less so than other lighter roll and rights you are going to be kind of focused on your sheet and how it's coming up and um you know i think this is more a little bit more of a heads down on your own space than other roll and rights um but but by no means so complex where you're just paying attention to nothing and and you're not really interested um in uh what other players are doing but the fun of this is the the chaining of the combos that you can do on your own space, and um, trying to grow your garden effectively, and timing out. You know when the rain comes. Oh, I got to be ready for the rain in a round or two because that's going to grow everything, and I need to prep for that so I can get all these point swings. And um, so it's really you're kind of. It's, it's almost like a roll and write Euro where you're playing your sort of own game with other people, but in the best possible way. I know that sort of sounds like, well, why am I playing with other people? But, um, <laughs> you, know, you know, it's. I'm trying. I'm struggling to make it sound more appealing. But anyway, I, just to give you. <laughs> I would say if
1: anything the table talk around the table is people talking about all the stuff they're doing. And so that right. that is basically you keeping track of what everyone else is doing cuz on someone's turn they're going okay and then I'll do this which gets me a bonus action which I'm going to use in in the in the in the in here to get more goods which then gets me another bonus action which I want to put in the shed and now I can plant these seeds. And so you're sitting there going wait they're doing all of that i'm falling behind i i need to figure out something right good to do on my turn like oh maybe <laughs> i should have done that oh oh, maybe i should hit, put more things uh into apples so i can you know score additional points or maybe i should definitely do more peaches so that i can get those extra waterings so i can at least get ahead of them on this thing right and so you're you're mm-hmm. kind of basing decisions you make possibly on the things they're saying during their turn so it's less you looking onto their boards going what are they doing and more just listening in and going oh, okay all right okay i think i'm i think i'm I'm around where their level is. I don't think I'm falling behind or anything like that. I think I can still pull this off.
0: Right. Yeah, for sure. No, that's a good point is you are kind of listening in <laughs> to their mumblings. <laughs> um, so who is this for and who it's not for? I think this is definitely for anyone who enjoys games and specifically Roland rights. This is a great one. Uh, I would follow up on that. Uh, what Alex mentioned before about, you know, if you're out with some friends and you're having some drinks, you're not going to be throwing this one at the table at the end of the night. So it's definitely for people that maybe um enjoy maybe lighter mid to light level games but also heavier and rights this kind of fits in that that spot but it's really really satisfying to play I think most gamers are going to like this but you do have to bring it out at the right time when people are like fresh and looking for something where they have to have to you know strategize a bit and think but not you know this isn't a headache inducing game by any means so um, no. who, it's, who it's not for if you really don't like rolling rights or you just don't like this type of combo chaining thought process. I know some people don't want to think too much about, well, I got to think about this over here and this over here and this over here. Um, even though this is a very approachable one, I, I, that's the only type of person or, or uh, you know, person's uh, inclination that I would say might not be uh, this might be a slight turnoff for them. But, but you're probably not going to like a lot of rolling rights in that case. Uh, let's see. Can you think of anything else that would be a turnoff or something that people would really brought? No, in I
1: think you got everything there. Okay. You hit the nail on that uh, head, or the pumpkin, uh, the <laughs> jack-o-lantern in the face. I don't know. What that, <laughs>
0: <that's>, <laughs> I like that. You punched the jack-o-lantern in the face there. <laughs> uh, <coughs> would your mom like it? I, uh, I don't know. I definitely feel like, I think your mom would be maybe the presentation of this and the theme is really interesting and cool. Um, But I do think it's just like a step above in like uh, interconnectivity and combos. I think your mom would probably not, I don't think she'd dislike this one. I don't think she'd love this one, um, especially compared to like other Roland rights. Um, So I'm gonna say a maybe, I'm gonna say a maybe, a flat maybe, I could see maybe going yes, but I'm leaning towards maybe no. I'm gonna
1: go no, I'm going all the way no. Oh, straight no, okay. (laughs) I think it's just a bit too much. Not that my mom can't handle like, a lot of bonus actions. I mean, I've play, I've been able to play Ganshan's Clever with her, uh, and she was able to, for the most part, handle it. Uh, it. It was definitely a little bit of a, you know, tugging on her to get her to play that one, but eventually she kind of figured out her own way. Here, I think there's just, there's a bit too much there's too much to do there's a lot i mean two sheets i just that alone uh not not if if she just saw that there was two sheets that might just be too much for her but then after she looked at the sheets and noticed how many things there are that you can cross off i think that would be the other thing that would just be like whoa 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 i there's too much to keep track of and she already has a hard enough time going what's the best thing to do here this makes it really difficult to figure out what the best thing to do is because there may not be a best thing there could be two or three things that are pretty darn good uh, but not necessarily the best and it's hard to figure out what the best is based on all the things that get rolled in the dice so I think that's going to put her off a lot so I'm going to go a straight no Uh, not because the bonus things are too complex just because there is a lot in here and I don't think she would she's not going to be able to relax uh, during the game she likes to relax a little bit. So uh, that that is my reasoning why it would be a no. Uh, But there are plenty of other games that kind of have the same feel that she would definitely be into. So I think Ganshan's being one of them.
0: Nice. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, But yeah, you guys, uh, I think overall we both really enjoyed this game. Definitely want to check out. Keep your eyes open if you can find it at a game store or when they do do a second printing. Um, uh, It's definitely worth grabbing up. And I think... um, I think game nerds and miniature market has it for like twenty two bucks list. Uh, I think it, it MSRP is like thirty bucks. So even at thirty bucks, I think you'll definitely get your money's worth out of this one. Um, yeah, and uh, this is one I would even play solo because I, I just think it's kind of a fun. It's just a fun uh, system. Like they've really recreated a really engaging. Um, yeah, a game system here. And so I, I really like it a lot. Um, all right, everybody. Well, there we go. That is three sisters. Oh, I also figured out what the three sisters are. I was looking up other um, information about the game. And the three sisters are actually the three staple crops, which is uh, corn, beans, and squash. And they are were historically grown together because uh, they grow well together. And also, nutritionally, they counterbalance each other. So it's not uh, three sisters doing a garden. It's three sister plants. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. in the in or, the rule
1: book they do talk about it. It's called companion planting.
0: Uh, oh, so okay. If
1: you want to Okay. Yes, yeah, in the in the way back of the rule book, but not too far back, or else then you're in the clarifications and quick reference. But if you do just back up a little bit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I know because I was like, there's no sisters that came up at all this game. So it's very curious <laughs> what <was> going on. <laughs> I was wondering why they it was a obscure name for this game um uh yeah so i definitely feel like you should check it out um how do we want to end the episode today i was thinking we should try rhyming sisters that seems like a at first blush i was okay. like that's easy but then more i think about like is it oh boy <laughs> i think we can
1: get like three words in
0: man <laughs> <laughs> i yeah i think it's tougher than it sounds the Ister rhyme is harder <laughs> all right um do you want to start it off you want me to start it off Wait, are we rhyming three or sisters?
1: Are we just rhyming sisters? No,
0: just sisters. We'll just rhyme sister. Just sisters. Okay. Uh, (laughs) The fact that it ends (laughs) in an S makes it even harder. Well, we we can do the singular. We can do sister. Sister. Okay, so sister. uh... (laughs) Well, first, how many do we think? Are we going to say we can only get three? I think we can only because I don't think that's too far off the mark. (laughs) All right. All right. Three. We're aiming for three. More than three is considered a resounding success. (laughs) Take it away. All right. Sister uh, Lister. (laughs) (laughs) Have we failed already? What? You mean like someone who makes lists? (laughs) Someone who makes lists, yes. All right uh mister
1: yeah i left that one for you mister uh, <laughs> oh, I,
0: I, uh oh, oh no <laughs> what about something that you get on your foot when you've been hiking blister yes there I, you go oddly enough i had i
1: had some of those uh earlier <laughs> from uh ro- from roller skating should have known that one. <laughs>
0: Uh, okay, well, now I'm out. So let's see. Uh, Blister, sister. <laughs> uh, Worcester. Worcester.
1: <laughs> I'm surprised you don't call it Worcestershire. Worcestershire.
0: Worcestershire. Uh.
1: Uh, yeah, I got nothing. I think we're out. Yeah. I'm surprised we got. I think four. we're out. That's right. four, though. That's four. <laughs> That's success. That's four. I'll take it.
0: Yeah, sister. Harder than it seems. Uh, I'm sure there's 50 words that rhyme with sister, but <laughs> we got four. I'm, I'm um, sure there's like 20 <laughs> just provinces in London that are <laughs> that are just end in, Ister. But. Uh... <laughs> um. All right, well, there you go, everybody. Uh, That is it. Uh, I'm actually looking up sister rhymes right now, and I think there's less than you think. That is a hard one to rhyme with. One thing I uh, think we should have got is transistor, but I would not have thought of that Oh, that's a good one. Um... Uh, all right. Well, you guys can tell us what rhymes we missed, of course, and uh, comment on uh, any games you think we should review or your thoughts on the games we have reviewed in a couple different ways. You can go to Twitter and Instagram at Chits and Chat. You can also go to our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop.com, and fill out our comment form there on our page, on that page. And we'd love to hear from you guys, uh, and we hope you're getting a lot of games played as we get into the fall season. And uh, thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye.